0: It's the Ruby on Rails podcast, June 6, 2008, number 78. Another interview from RailsConf 2008, this time with Garrett Demon, who's working on a bug and issue tracker. The Ruby on Rails podcast is sponsored by Atlantic Dominion Solutions, located at techcfl.com. ADS is a web development innovator that specializes in building user focused Rails applications and enhancing their performance with Amazon Web Services. ADS also provides 24-7 monitoring and management of EC2 deployments, as well as fully managed hosting on virtual servers optimized for Rails applications. So, RailsConf here, second day Saturday, speaking with Garrett Demon. Next update is the company, Sifter is the product you're working on. What is it? Uh, Sifter is basically,
1: the, the idea is to create a bug tracker, issue tracker for uh, teams and people who are intimidated and overwhelmed by the existing solutions. So kind of, I would almost call it a starter bug tracker, but I think that the simplicity is going to appeal to a wide audience and people will find that uh, despite its simplicity that it's actually more empowering by removing features and just... Focusing on the process and the workflow and the people aspects, and given that my background is more predominantly design-related, the human factors and user experience issues are a lot higher on my radar than most bug trackers traditionally have.
0: Now, this has really snowballed. It started just as a couple blog posts, and then it was just going to be something you are going to build for yourself on the side. And then now you've quit your job, and you're doing this 100% of the time, and, it, and it's your company. Yeah, so originally, I uh, really just wanted material to blog about for regarding interface
1: design and ideas to share. Um, and I also, also just wanted to build my own issue tracker because I've, for the, probably about five years now, I've wanted one. And so I started out blogging about it and sharing ideas and talking about it. And the more I shared, the more people told me that um, they were really interested and the more I just kind of snowballed, like you said. And before I knew it, I had people telling me, you know, wow, this is incredible. You should turn this into a business instead of going open source with it. And, you know, the more I thought about it, as an open source project, it never really made it past the Photoshop PSDs. You know, I had done some, some hacking here and there, but I didn't know that it would ever really sustain itself if it stayed open source because it just wouldn't have been getting all the attention it got. Um, so after a couple months of people telling me that I should go with it, I quit my job and started freelancing to pay the bills and then every free moment i got i've been working on this
0: so you're still paying for this yourself or did you get
1: any funding um it's essentially uh, i'm self-funded since i'm not drawing a salary but i do have an investor that's that's put up a good portion of the money to pay for the hosting and the logistics and the legal and the insurance and all the different things that nobody wants to deal with but you have to
0: Now, you've shown some short screencasts and still some occasional blog posts about the features as they're coming through, and I was impressed by just the use of color. For example, if you link to another ticket, that link will be in a color signifying whether the ticket is open, closed, or whatever. It seems like kind of an obvious thing now that you've done it, but... I haven't really seen that anywhere. It seems brilliant. Well, I I don't know about brilliant. To me, it's just kind of
1: I use the system, and, you know, you think, what would you want it to do? And uh, it started out by initially I I wanted people to be able to relate issues, but I didn't want to create some complex system of um, relating them. So my kind of personal constraint was I want to create a way to link issues without having to create additional database tables. How could I do that? And uh, it was simply, well, just use some kind of text formatting and just parse it, and, and voila. And so I started linking to issues. And then um, somebody had mentioned, you know, well, you ought to do something so that you can tell the issues are closed. So initially what I did is I put a use strike through just so that, but the problem there was, and apparently uh, track's done that for a long time. Uh, I haven't really used track, I've just kind of looked at it. Uh, so I did the strike through, and I looked at it, and I go, well, I can't read the issue number anymore. And so I go. Well, what else can I do? And I was like, Oh, well, I could change the color. And I was like, Well, if I can change the color for closed issues, I can change the color for all the issues. And then also as a quick hack, um, just short term until I when get, get into the JavaScript, the I use the title attribute on the link tag to you for the name of the issue. And eventually, and it's it's delayed. So there's a couple seconds delay. You've got to hover, but it's there. And it took me two seconds to do. And eventually, you know, that'll probably get enhanced to be a JavaScript and show a little quick summary of the. It, it, you know entire issue similar to the issue listing page or anything else you can see much more but this is the first step to get it out the door and you you know everybody else will let me know if the, the crowd will yell and scream if they want it oh, no, to be enhanced thinking, or changed.
0: Like, so. <laughs> Two short questions. Why did you use Rails to build this? Um, I probably about three or four years ago uh,
1: was using .NET C# and you know it got the job done. But I was never I hated doing. There's just too much plumbing. Uh, about that time, Rails started picking up steam, and you know I was getting interested yeah, in it. And at the same time, too, I was just yeah, like dead sick of Windows through. and yeah. Yeah, really was, like, planning on switching to Mac, when I switched to Mac uh, kind of, you know, back in then, maybe Mono still is interesting, but kind of looked at Mono and decided you know, I don't want to even mess with any of that um, just ended up deciding, well, if I'm going to switch platforms you know, for everything, and Rails is, is going well, I looked into it um, my degree is computer science, so I've been in programming, um, familiar with object oriented programming and all of that, and just fell in love with Ruby, and you know by extension, Rails, and kind of Went down that path.
0: Finally, you're, you're involved in the uh, d- web standards community, and I get the impression that Rails is kind of underrepresented, or at least looked down upon, for the fact that there's so much inline JavaScript instead of being built around unobtrusive JavaScripting, and and you know the, there's not as much of a value, at least coming out of the core of web standards. Do you think that's a problem, or it's just, in any language, it's up to each developer to do it the right way? I think it's a a bit of a disappointment, but the advantage that Rails has over
1: .NET was with .NET, there was no separating it. You had to take the terrible trash that .NET generated, the JavaScript, etc. With Rails um, and, and Sifter, actually, I have yet to use any JavaScript in Sifter. Um, no Ajax, no nothing, and it will probably launch with maybe a couple little itty bitty JavaScript things. Um, very, very, very minor, basic DOM manipulation. Um, and so the fact that you can dance around the, what web standards would call, poor front end decisions in terms of accessibility and some of those things Uh, they're there for people who want to use them to develop real quick and I think it's good for prototyping but the great thing is you're not locked into that decision and and, and Rails as I'm getting deeper and deeper into the more technical aspects of Rails it seems Rails is that way in general if you don't want to use Active Record or you want to pull out different aspects and you know use different things you can and I think that's great that um, it has sensible defaults but frees you to do whatever makes sense or whatever you feel passionately about
0: well, thanks for the chat. We'll be looking for, uh, for more info. NextUpdate.com is yep. your blog and company. Keep a track of that. All right, great. Thanks. Thanks also to Rails Machine for providing hosting and bandwidth for the show.